0: of the American Scouser podcast or oh, as Pep Guardiola calls it congratulations Liverpool, you are the champions <laughs> with me this evening I've got Tim I have got Chris and I've got Gordo, oh, how are we lads? Oh, pretty standard.
1: good, pretty
0: good Awesome me stuff uh, Let's get it straight into the reds really No way, pleasure to start Tim, we'll start with you How good are Liverpool Football Club at playing football?
2: Man, that was, what a great weekend that was, right? I mean, uh, well, it didn't start good, that's for sure. But, uh, I mean, you kind of, like, could tell it was coming. Great performance overall. I mean, yeah, it almost, I just love the resilience of the team. And even a guy like me who worries as a lifestyle, uh, you know, when we were down 1-0, this team gives you, like, so much confidence that I'm, like, we're going to get this one back. And that says a lot by itself, I think, when I can say that. So, um Yeah, I mean, come back from like a goal down at home uh, make it almost look like an easy win at the end from that. And then afterwards, we get that uh, bonus points in the afternoon, uh, five points up, playing good football. Can't ask for more, man. It's kind of like top of the world right now. I just hope we can keep it going.
0: Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, Goldo, what do you make of the weekend, mate? Nice early start for the Reds and kind of got the job done early.
1: Yeah. I think anytime that we can play before city, I know, I don't like to to look, keep looking over our shoulders and all that, but uh, it's nice to put a little bit of pressure on them um, before anybody else kicks off. And I think this was like the first time, even last year, I was still sort of getting over the fact that uh, when another team scores first, you still have those old jitters of, ah, here we go again. This time, this was the first time that we got scored on first where I was like, ah, yeah, we got this in the bag. (laughs) I wasn't even worried about it. It was, Fantastic, and even before Bobby came on, we were pretty much controlling it. We just, it was a little disjointed, um, but what once Sadio went over to the left, I think that's really when the game sort of changed, and, and I think we would have done well even without Bobby on the field, but man, it's just fantastic to watch that guy play.
0: Yeah, uh, I don't know really what to say there, really, Chris. Uh, one nil down, Um from my opinion. I think the goal is near enough, Nyon, unstoppable. Uh, I'm sure we'll probably get into that how, literally this is the best team in the world right now isn't it
3: Chris? Hands down it, it, I mean, you just have to see yeah. the, the sort of the Norwich City result and the shambles that Odomandi and Stones are to realise how good we actually are mm-hmm. uh, like, you know I, I was, I'm, I'm working on a piece at the minute which you can check out on americanscouser.com very soon when I eventually finish it, and uh, and and I was look and I was looking at the golden era of Liverpool from the seventies, and the eighties. So from nineteen seventy to nineteen ninety, we won twenty five major trophies, and ten charity shields. So thirty five trophies in twenty years, you know, uh, almost two trophies a year. Yeah. Uh, for 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 twenty years. I mean, we dominated everything. I mean, I wrote it down. Uh, 11 league titles, 4 European Cups, which is now the Champions League, 3 FA Cups, 4 League Cups, 2 UEFA Cups, 1 Super Cup, and then the 10 Charity Shields. Mm. I mean, we just obliterated everything we come up against. And I'm looking at that, and, and I was around for a lot of the 80s stuff. And I look at that team, and I look at this team now, and I look at this team, and I go, this team is head and shoulders above that team. Like just, just just the way they play football. There's mm. there's nobody who plays football like us with Bobby Firmino. There's not a player like Bobby Firmino in the world. He's not a striker. He's not a midfielder. He's this just unbelievable like combination of defensive midfielder, attacking midfielder, and striker rolled into one. And he just reads the game and just plays it with such ease and, and with Mo and Manny around him making these runs that he just has to make these little flicks. Cause they're just going to be there. He just knows they're going to be there. And, and it's just, it's unbelievable to watch, you know? And even at the back, I mean, like I said, like, here's the thing to score a goal against us. You have to do something special. That kid from Newcastle did yeah. something special.
0: You know? Definitely. Definitely. I, and yeah, that, the that's I'm the, the actually, highest praise, um, you know? definitely. I couldn't agree more. Tim, I'll come into that now with you. Uh, I think the goal is unstoppable. People can say, oh, you know, Trent shouldn't really show him on the inside. He's not a piece of skill to get round Trent. And to be fair, I think the goal is its just an excellent goal by Newcastle.
2: I mean, dude, he can take that shot another 100 times. That ball is not going there. I guarantee it. There's no way. I mean, first of all, that's his weak foot. And yeah, I mean, could Trent force him more outside? I mean, there's a lot of scouting and stuff like that that goes into it. The guys, I mean, and if you watch him the rest of the game, he never used to write otherwise. So, it was like, you know, like, okay, cut in, you're not going anywhere. I got help inside. It's not like they were coming with numbers. So, I don't know. It's just like, I mean, it is unstoppable in that sense where it's like kind of like a freak shot. I mean, the, 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 the way it went, the speed it went, the direction it went. I mean, nobody, he in, himself included, probably expected that. So... You kind of like, you know, when the goal happened, I was like, oh, you going got to be shitting me. Like, you know, what the hell are the chances of that? Like I say, I guarantee you, I can leave him wide open without Trent in front of him a hundred times, take a crack with his right foot, and that ball is not going there. Uh,
0: yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, um, I think it's a phenomenal strike. I really do. And I think the skill that's done, Trent, it's, it is a top piece of skill on this line. I know we can, we're going to go into another skill master in the game, really, but, I mean, it is a wonderful goal. And this Let's be fair. It's the only kind of clear-cut chance that they have. I can't remember remember, on doing too many saves in the game. So, listen, it is what it is. Uh, Gordo, I come to you, mate. Sadio makes it 1-1. I think if you're Newcastle and you have done really well for 30 minutes of the game, and then you give them one yard of space, it's one yard. It's not even a chance. It's a half a chance and
1: he puts a top corner, meter, must just deflate you. Yeah, it's, it's the skill that the front three have. I mean, they only really need a sniff and you give them that inch, they'll find the yard. And whether it's a combination of, of the intricate passing, like we'll probably get into it with, with one of the later goals, or it's just a bit of brilliance in the timing of the run. And, just the center of gravity of of the front three is so much lower i think than than you would imagine i mean it's almost as if they have they're operating out of a Shakiri body it's they're so low and they can turn quickly and and defenders are already trying to shield the pass cuz they know what's coming and i think that it's just a, a triple threat it's uh you're going to you're going to get beat it's only a matter of time and i think that's what pretty much they were expecting um but Good, good for Newcastle for holding us off, but I really it it was coming. I don't, I don't think all of them as well thought the same. So uh, it's it's just it's eye candy for us. It's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a phenomenal.
0: Um, uh, I will come on to you, Chris. Um, big did we get an injured? Um, not it probably kind of changed the the game better in Liverpool's sense, but I thought he was doing okay in the game, and it's quite disappointing to see him go on off injured like that.
3: Yeah, I was disappointed for him. Um, you know, uh, you Bobby was probably you know gonna be rested. We we talked about this on Thursday night, you know, or you know, on the last podcast, and um, I i figured he he probably would have made the 90, but what stuck out for me was and, and give him a shout out for it is when he was coming off. And uh, when he got to the touchline and he got the club, you could see him saying sorry to Klopp.
1: Mm.
3: He was apologising to him for coming off injured. What yeah. does that say about him? You know, um, yeah. uh, uh, that says a lot about the player. Uh, and and I'm sorry he had to go off. You know, but I mean, I think we were we were kind of in control of the game anyway, and and we probably would have got a couple of goals regardless of Bobby coming on. But damn, mm. that boy's just very quickly becoming. Very quickly becoming my favourite player ever.
0: I'm <laughs> sure, we'll, uh, sure we'll get on to him. I think, Tim, with Divi going off, uh, Jürgen did say that it wasn't too serious, which is great for him. We do have games coming up, where I can see him starting, particularly the um, MK dons game. I can actually maybe even see him getting a start at Sheffield United away. Um, but then Bobby enters the fray, and then it's basically the Bobby Firmino show for 60 minutes of the game, 55 minutes of the game. Um, the pass Sadio for the second goal is a beautiful pass. Um, I just want to ask you, Tim, what is the goalkeeper doing?
2: I, yeah, good question. it uh, almost got, he, you know, they played chicken and he lost, didn't he? Uh, like he was coming with Mane. It looked like he was just going to get it, but he, in the last second, almost like he kind of, you know, split second pulled back out of that where he was afraid of like the hits. Uh, more than Mania was, and then the ball took a weird bounce, like a bounce, I guess. But I mean, more than his pass, I think, you know, that's what you get with Bobby is that instant pressure there. I mean, I, I mean, I love Dwok and I know he's your boy, but <laughs> you know, that goal is not happening if Bobby is not on the field. Because you know, Matip is over there, but if you know, Bobby doesn't track back, double up right there, we might not be winning that ball exactly where we have. And then it's Bobby with the vision and the skill that he has, you know, with that pass, we get the goal. But man, I mean, what a player he is. Just a true joy to watch. I mean, like, you know, especially the second half, some of those flicks and stuff that he was doing is just like, it, he makes it look so easy. And anybody who's played the game knows it is not. And that's the kind of stuff that you would maybe do when you're up by like 10 in an indoor game. Uh, and like, see if it works and stuff. I mean, it, it, you know, and he, the way he does it, it's almost like anytime that ball is coming there. When we do those one twos, I mean, you know, I have always played defense, so I just always put myself in the defender's shoes. They know where it's going. They know what's going happening. The ball is coming from you, and he's like kind of like flicking it or giving. But you just don't know how the hell he's going to do it, so it's impossible to stop. I mean, nobody is going to expect. I mean, when you watch the highlights, if you can kind of pull yourself away from watching his feet and how the hell he did that in the assist. Watch the defender and how lost and confused he looks. And you can mm-hmm. kind of, like, feel his pain, like, where the hell did the ball go and how the hell he did that. The guy is just, a, I mean, sheer joy to watch. His willingness to constantly pass the ball and pass the glory. I mean, he is tailor-made. If we could only clone him, because that's my only fear, is we don't have anybody like him to replace him. But then again, it's not like we don't have anybody, like Chris was saying, nobody in the world has anybody like this dude uh, that can replace him. But going back to, you know, what you were talking about, like D-Buck and probably, I mean, hopefully it's not serious where he won't miss out on those opportunities. But we all know club if he doesn't practice, you know, properly yeah. in, over yeah. the next two weeks, he's not going to get those games. I mean, I think it opens the door for Brewster, hopefully, to see if he can make a case for himself. And if he takes advantage of the... Opportunity, kind of like Divock did last year. Maybe it will be a blessing in disguise.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's an interesting moment with Divi. He said he might not be too serious. He said he just felt it. He just didn't want to take a chance, which is great news for Hit Divi because, as I say, he is going to be in kind of an integral player this year as he was last year. So, uh, God will come to you, mate. The th- the third goal, uh, <laughs> uh, literally, it's I know the skill. Let's, the finish is just as good, by the way. The finish is a lovely finish, but he's at the moment, mate. He's playing football. That's not he's not he's not from this planet at the moment. The 56 minutes he was on the field, the 60 minutes he was on the field, he looked it looked like a professional playing against amateurs.
1: Well, yeah, it, it, you said it perfectly. It was the Bobby Firmino show. I mean, the the man. I think that he sees the world in slow motion, like he's going faster than everybody else, and. Mm-hmm he sees those those openings better and and quicker than anybody else because the world around him like time is just slowed down when the ball's at his foot but i think it's it's such a joy to watch because he's just a kid on the playground i mean literally this is the, the biggest stage in in world football at the moment is is anfield and and the premier league and he he looks like a 9-year-old kid playing against you know Six and seven year olds in a local park. He's just having fun at, at every moment, and I think he's he's assisted, and I think he gets away with a lot of stuff too because of the the talent around him. Uh, with with Mane and sala he knows that anything that he tries is likely to come off looking pretty. I mean, if you you put a mediocre even him at Hoffenheim, I bet he couldn't get away with that stuff. I mean, I bet he'd be labeled as uh, you know trying these. T- Fancy stuff that will never come off and kind of a frustrating player losing the ball because he does that flick and no one has the ability to see that run uh, Mm -hmm. like Salah did to go around him. So I think he's definitely assisted by the fact he's got two world-class wingers next to him. But man, he just enjoys every moment he plays. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, I think he's a phenomenal – at, at the moment, he's playing a level I've never seen before. I remember when Brendan Rodgers played on wing-back at Old Trafford once that was fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> how far we've came. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you. I um, I think he's probably the most unique player in the world. I also think we've probably got the most unique front three in the world. Because I also think Sadio Mane, there's no one like him either. It, it, but what my only worry is, is what Tim touched on before, it feels like we need to get 60 games out of Bobby this season. I know we've got other ways we can score goals with like Shark and Divi and things, and maybe Brewster can come in. But it feels like we need to get sixty games out of Bobby here, doesn't
3: it? Yeah, and I think he's the type of player that wants to play every game anyway. You know, he he has fun when he plays football, so it it's not um it's not like work for him. Mm. So players that play with that kind of just freedom, uh, Suarez was another one. They just play with a freedom that they just don't get injured. Yeah. You know, I mean, a, a touch wood. You know, but he's just one of those players that just goes out and enjoys the game. Somebody kicks him. He's like, oh, well, he gets up and he goes on, you know, because he has this ability that even when he's doing all these flicks and tricks and everything else, he knows people will try to kick him and he knows how to get around it. It's Samba football. It's old school Brazilian football. And we're seeing it from the guy that was never figured to be that kind of guy. Yeah. You know, the Brazilians don't like him. Yeah. No, you, don't see, yeah. you know, they they yeah they, they love Hoozers. Um and it's because Bobby left. Bobby didn't take the traditional route he went off to Germany. Yeah. You know, and um we've got this, we've got just a player that there was one pass, oh my god. Um the one pass to Rabo the scoop. Yes, <laughs> the <chip>. oh. <laughs> well, you know, you know, were talking about um Manny and, and and uh Salah being able to you know, make these runs where Bobby can pull off these little passes. You know, Trent and Robbo, and Robbo especially, is another one that loves to just get to that byline, you know, and Bobby knows this, you know, and all he has to do is just put that over the top, and he knows that Robbo will just fight tooth and nail to get to that ball, and he almost got a goal. It's coming. It's coming, and when he yes. does, we all have to celebrate with a can of <laughs> I think. I
0: think the best way we can I, I, the probably the best thing tactically I can say about uh, Bobby, he's near enough unmarkable, and yeah. the reason why I say that is, is because if you're a centre half, he plays ten yards in front of you, so if you go towards the ball, he's just gonna, he's just gonna nutmeg you up, flick it round you, yeah, and then you're out of position. So, but, but I think I can't remember his name. The guy who played um, fullback. The guy who had that chance to cop in. I can't remember his name. Oh, Williams. Not William, sorry, the guy in the second half who had the chance, the fullback, back uh, he would have yeah. the bar. I can't remember his name, he's with an F Damn anyway. It. The No, he's with an F, I can't remember his name. But
3: anyway,
0: yeah. he, he stood off him. Right? That's what he like so he thought, right? I'm not getting close to him, he stood off him, then he just lobs the ball over his head to rob. Yeah. So he's, like, he's kinda of in that unmarkable position. He must be a nightmare to plan for because you're like apart from my DM doubling up on him to get in and around him, then we're so deep, we can't get out. Because your DM standing ten yards in front of you, you sense an half. Like, and if you want to double up on him, you got to sense him mid there. Before you know it, you you're pinned in your own half anyway. Yeah. So, I think tactically,
3: go on. Can I just say uh, the one thing that Bobby also brings to this team, uh, and and you're talking about being hard to mark, is he triggers the press.
0: Yeah, he so drops right.
3: away. He drops away back with Fabinho, and he'll yeah. take the ball off Fabinho and. Basically, what that does is everybody's like, oh, Bobby's back here. We need to be a way, way higher and push him forward. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like he comes back and he's like, right, push me up, lads. And they all come up and just, I've, I've never seen a team be in the opposition's half so much as we are. With every yeah. single team we play, we just push them right back and Mateep and Virgil just sit in the center circle. And just mm-hmm. paying everything back that gets launched out, and it's just crazy. And Bobby triggers that because he drops back and drags everybody forward with him, you know. And that's something that no other striker does in the league, or that I can even think of.
0: Yeah, I think he's a uh, next level, uh, unbelievable. Tim, I come to you, mate. Uh, isn't
2: it so nice to see our friends Sal and Amani getting on?
0: Who's the local boys <laughs>
2: They're back together again? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of like went away pretty darn fast, didn't it? I mean, I, I felt bad for the media because now they got to find some other <laughs> shit. But yeah, um, yeah it went away like really fast. I think we kind of all knew, but, you know, there's always that what if kind of thing, maybe. Uh, yeah, it went away really fast. I mean, those guys can create their own, which is a huge thing. Um, and they both got their goals and we're back to you know, our regularly scheduled programming, aren't we? I mean, it's just, like, <laughs> the the front three, I mean, but obviously, like, Bobby is the key to that, and that's why, you know, keeping him fresh is important, and that's why I think as much as of a joy to watch it was this whole game, that was my only concern is, like, we could not get him uh, the rest he needed. Um, but I would think, you know, like, I don't think he'll be even on the bench and stuff when we play, like, MK and stuff like that. Um but, I mean, yeah, that front three is going on all cylinders now. I mean, one thing we were talking about, you know, like going back to talking about, you know, drooling over Bobby again. Um, I mean, he's a nightmare for an opposing team to kind of have a plan for because, like, like you guys were talking about, you can't rely on a center back because he pulls back so much the center back can't chase him all the way to midfield. And you really don't want to assign a midfield to kind of like man mark him either. Because then you're kind of like pushing everybody back. He's just like a nightmare to defend. And like Chris says, the way our pressure up front, our pressing up front is totally different when he's in there. Because he's the one that starts it. And it just like takes a totally different thing. I mean, Divac does it too. And I think, you know, for I mean, you're trying to replace. It's really unfair on Divac, I feel, because he's trying to replace a dude that's, you know, there is no one like him. So I almost feel bad for Divac, But I think... The, we saw right before he got injured that even if he's not Bobby, that's the spot he's got to play. We need Mane and Salah on the wings to kind of like stretch the defenses and give those guys more space to operate out of. But yeah, we're back to the normal. I mean, Mane's finishing has been phenomenal all year. I mean, those balls are going right to the top corner. I mean, that goal against Southampton and this goal this week. It looks easy, but those are like top shots going to a perfect spot. I mean, we talk about Newcastle's goal, but now this guy is doing it. You know, week in and week out, his finishing this year has been phenomenal.
0: Yeah, I think this is his a. Um, I think this is a breakout. Yeah,
2: um, and I don't mean that in a way. I mean that in a
0: way when you might get what if might get over thirty to forty goals. Um, I think this could be it. Uh, Gordo, I come to you. It's the next little thing I want to touch on really is Sadio Almani. The guy doesn't stop. Um. He and he has every type of finish, whether it's a tapping, whether it's a bend the one in from thirty yards. He's actually underratedly good in the air. Um, I think we're very, very close to dealing with like the complete striker in terms of is working hard for the team, which is another thing I also want to um, touch on with what happened with the goal. Um, Mane gives a lot of protection to Rubble. I I think where Salah doesn't give enough to Trent. Um, so I think that's something that could be looked at. But how good and how unbelievable Shadi man at the moment is he going to get to the level where I'm thinking? Where he could get over way over thirty goals this season.
1: Well, I mean, the fact that I know he's he's been there for a couple of seasons now, but that's not even his preferred side. Yeah, you know, he, <laughs> he, he much rather would come in off the off the right. I mean. I, I knew it right away. I mean, he used to have our number when he played for Southampton. He would always score against us. Mm-hmm. And then we bring him in in his very first start. He makes that run pretty much by himself, takes three players. I forget which team it was against when slots at home. Arsenal. I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was at Arsenal. Yeah, Four one win. And And since then, he's really taken off and surprises me. I know that when we got Salah, you could tell that he really – didn't want to play on that left side. He struggled sort of to find form. He kept coming too far inside and there wasn't anybody for, for Robertson to, well, at that point it was Moreno and, you know, God, whatever. I'm glad that's over. It seems like a distant nightmare, but um, it, he was reluctant and and eventually just found his rhythm and, and literally made, it, made that left side his, his bitch, so. I absolutely love watching him every single weekend. I think it, it's one of the things where you say, you know, I, I'm totally for saying that Firmino's irreplaceable, but I also think that Mane's irreplaceable too. I don't think there's, I, I couldn't pick one single player in the Premier League right now that I would rather have out there than him.
0: Couldn't agree more. But why you have to um, kind of move on to check, Chris, let me get you quick man of the match, mate.
3: Man of the match for me? Yeah, uh, yeah, it uh, uh, has to be Bobby. Same, yeah, we
2: in agreement. Yeah, sadly we are. I kind of like trying to like not pick Bobby because heck, I mean you can pick yeah. the guy every week. It almost feels like so. I basically went with Manny this week so that you know it would be somebody different. But yeah, I mean <laughs> just when you look at the <laughs> overall game, I think you can put Bobby up there like every week. <laughs> it feels like <laughs>
1: Bobby. Go, Ol- though. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: you
0: in agreement, mate?
1: Oh yeah. I mean it'd be a full cool man to choose him. I mean, some of those moves that he was doing. It literally he was on another planet, like you said.
0: Yeah. I'll uh, yeah, full house. I, I I'll go with Bobby. Just a quick uh, shout out for Fabinho. Of course he was brilliant, middle of the
3: park. Uh, Allison would have saved that shot, by the way. Oh, don't.
0: Don't use that. <laughs> anyway. yeah, don't go that route, <laughs> no, Not right now. Uh, right. That, that's part one of the perfect weekend done. Uh let's get to part two. Um so we're sitting there. It's 9.30 on my side. I'm in California, guys. So I thought, you know what? This game will be over in 50 minutes. I can have a quick shower anyway, but I may as well watch the first half. And then knowledge then Nor- go 2 it up. And before you know it, I'm shouting around the house
2: like Liverpool just won the Champions League. Tim, how was your nerves at 3-2? Oh, man. I mean, I, I was kind of like following it over the phone because I was at my daughter's game. She was actually refing. And I, first, when I saw, like, 1-0, you don't want to get your hopes up. No. And it was 2-0, you can't help but get your hopes up. And then I think we were messaging with Chris, and I was like, man, if they can just finish this out 2-0, I might almost start getting excited here. And, of course, it was 2-1, but then Pookie shows up, more like Aramendi shows up, but, uh, and you know, makes it 3-1. And, yeah, I mean, even... And I'll be honest, this kind of like speaks volumes about how good of a team we're kind of going against. I was not even comfortable when it was like three one until it was like the 80th minute or so because of like you know like the offensive, you know, firepower that team has. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it's one of those games where it shows that every, especially away games in the Premier League, is tough. Doesn't matter who the team is, where they are in the standings, it's tough. And Norwich, I think, had the right formula to go against City. Instead of, you know, like piling back and waiting and hoping for the best, they kind of like, you know, hit him in the mouth and went at him. And that's really the only way to beat those guys. That's why I think we have success against them, because you know, if you're afraid of them and kind of sit back, they're just way too good and they have way too much skill to open you up. Yeah. Uh, whereas if you kind of go at them and rattle them, especially now with that defensive line, and you can throw, you know, both center backs and walkers always do for like a stupid defensive error too. Uh, you know, they're shaky back there. So if you really go at him, it's a team that will definitely score a lot of goals, but that's going to definitely concede a lot of goals, too. So, I mean, here's the hoping this happens more, I guess. I mean, yeah, it was just like ecstatic. Yeah, I was following it like it was like a final. Uh And I know it's early <laughs> in the season, and, you know, it's only the fifth week, but, hey, if my math is right, we're up by five points now. We should be able to win the league by 38 points when it's all said and done. <laughs> hey.
0: Uh, God, I go. I comes to you, mate. I, I think it's a massive result, and we all I think we all agree with that. Um, but I actually thought Norwich would actually really good work and I actually thought on not on the balance of play because of course if you have more of the ball, but I definitely thought he deserved it.
1: Yeah, the, we talked about it when we played Norwich. I mean, the fact that yeah. they come, they came to Anfield and they played such an aggressive style and, and we, you know, we won the game, but I'd I never felt a hundred percent confident. I always felt like we probably needed one more just to close the game out and credit to them. They could have been like, you know what, maybe let's not try that in the Premier League. And, you know, they got burned a couple more times with it, but for, for them to go at city, I mean, they, if they keep that, that style up, I think they'll stay up this year. I think they're super in your face Uh, They get the ball down and deep, and, you know, you can't give them that break. I called it a couple weeks ago. I forget. I think it was maybe the West End game where where City had won 4 nothing or five, yeah,
0: five. Yeah, and
1: and I just – the amount of shots that they gave up, and I said one team is going to burn them if they keep giving those shots up. I think the biggest thing is America Laporte. I mean, Johnstone just coming back from fitness and Odomendi who has just – fallen out of the graces of Pep Guardiola and it's obvious why he's it was in shambles back there. They had no organization and I, I really think the center back issue is gonna kill him and hopefully this keeps up for a couple more weeks because they'll probably definitely buy somebody in December or in, in the January transfer window. Cause uh for them not to for them not to have bought somebody in, in the summer might kill him. Yeah. Um Chris, I uh,
0: will come to you, mate. I, I, I'm still speechless, to be honest, about it. When I think <laughs> about it, even more, this is a team that is just a newly promoted side, and you had to put two goalies on the bench because they got no players. Yeah, it's you know, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal achievement. It can't be underestimated how big it is. This, to me, is the best team to one of the best teams of all time, if not the best. And especially in the English league, I think that's no question at that right now. And they put three past them he had another chance before the third went in. The thing I want to touch on, really, is the missing a little pause, as Gordo just mentioned. I think he's their most important player. I think people will now start to agree with that. What is Otto Mendy doing? Like, you've had your warning the first time, mate. Ten seconds before from John Stones when he gave the ball away. So you've had your warning as a centre-half pairing. Then Joe, like, his face when he, the ball got off him was like, how dare you press <laughs> us? Who are you to yeah. press us? I should be able to... Grants this to the halfway line, like I normally do, and then pick a pass out to De Bruyne. That's what I'm meant to do, and yeah. I, I honestly think they have some serious issues to centre half.
3: Big time, I, and I mean Laporte's a massive, a massive loss for them. Yeah. Odoman to me is just an Argentinian um, <laughs> you know, a uh, lover you <laughs> And 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 I'm not even going to tell you what I, I think about John Stones because, well. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I am going to tell you he's got the composure of a fat kid in front of a pick and mix There you go. <laughs> he, uh, it's, it's just, no, their defenses are shambles without Laporte. And here's the thing, something even more important I think people need to, to realize is the importance of Fernandinho in front of those two. Mm. He, he should be in there. Rodri's a great player. You know there what I mean? He's great, he's great going forward. He's great with the ball and, and, and he can do some amazing things, but he's not Fernandinho. Fernandinho is an absolute rock in front of that defence, and and I think in a game like that without Laporte, Fernandinho should have been in there uh, uh, for them. But Norwich, Timo, Timo Pukki, Timo Pukki, the man that couldn't score goals in Scotland, yeah, for the for so, the yeah, biggest Celtic team in Scotland, for Celtic, because yep. he played alongside Van Dyke, um, couldn't score goals <laughs> for Celtic. I mean, if you can't score a goal for Celtic, you might as well give up being a striker. He, he moved He moved down to England, he scored 29 goals for Norwich in the Championship. Like, what the hell? What's going on? And now he's just banging them in for fun in the Premier League. You it's,
0: know? It's, it's a wonderful story.
1: Huh? It really it's is. Great.
3: But that whole, team, that, that whole team I watched that match um, Godfrey was unreal Lewis was oh. unreal Byron, mm-hmm. uh, Cantwell Buendia, uh, P- Pookie, them all. Every single one of them, they got their feet in there, they tackled for everything. And you know, City threw everything at them. Absolutely yeah. everything at them. And you could see them getting more and more frustrated. And 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 like Gordo said about them, uh, uh Otamendi and sort of how you dare you take the ball off me. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of City have that kind of air about them. They're like, yeah. We're that good. And and Pep's that kind of guy as well. He has that air about him. Why are these guys doing this to us? What kind of right have they got? You know, he gets into a press conference and he talks, starts talking about us winning the league. You know? it, it, funny. it, yeah. it, it got to him. And it got these players, you know, and that ground, that ground. Fair play to the Norwich fans, you know what I mean? They, yeah. they were, they were clapping all twelve fingers. It was great. I
0: think it's. I think there's two things I want to uh, touch on. soon with I um, I think the first one is just that it shows teams is that they're not unbeatable. If you have a go at them, and they'll just sit back, they are not unbeatable. They, they, the teams who have beat them. In the in the last uh, few years, like Newcastle, okay, that was like a rapper a masterclass kind of game, but Chelsea beat them. Leicester beat them away. If you have Pro a G. goal, yeah, exactly. It's like if you have a goal at this team, there's mistakes there, isn't it? There is definitely mistakes, and the post is like it is like losing Van Dijk, 100% for Liverpool. I don't yeah. think it'll be as bad as that because I think Gomez is much more of an accomplished centre half as, as, as you know, and uh, the way Matthew's been playing, but. City need to get Laporte out until January mate, and they need to get this boxed off. He, he did play Finlandino centre-half um, when Laporte got injured against Tottenham. He brought a on for centre-half. But what it shows the rest of the team, uh, the rest of the whole, whole of the league to go, fucking hell, if you get at these, you can get some.
2: I think, I mean, one thing that kind of you know, I'm going to touch on like what Chris was talking about is the whole Fernandinho thing because I think he is still the key even after they got Rory to that team's success. If you look, go back to last year with the games they lost points, another common theme was Fernandinho was yeah. out. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. So the key, I think, with Laporte being out, they don't have a lot of center back, and they're going into the same you know heavy schedule that we're headed into. So yeah. either you're going to play those center backs nonstop, which I don't see happening. Uh, or, you know, you're going to have to rotate, and, you know, Fernandinho is one of those guys that can't play center back, which means if he's playing center back, he can't play defensive mid for them. Uh, and not only that, he's I mean, defensive mid tackle and a center back tackle are different. And the way Fernandinho goes, same thing with, like, Fabinho, for example. There are some fouls that are, you know if it's going to be a foul, it's meant to stop the play, so you can, like, resettle your defense and stuff like that and stop a counter. Where those fouls as a center back is usually happening much closer to your goal and usually result in a yellow or a red because it's too dangerous by that time. So that's kind of like a transition from a defensive midfielder playing as a center back. So I think I'm hoping we can expect more of this. And you're right. They are beatable. I mean, any team is beatable. And I think the the solution or like the formula you would think by now would be out in terms of how to go against this team which is kind of going at them and pressuring them because they do not like being pressured and they do have that arrogance of, I don't care if you're going to pressure me, I'm still going to play my own way. Uh, that, you know, like Pep kind of like instills on them, which is good because usually it kind of costs them. Uh, they don't say, you know what, if you're going to pressure them, we're going to go over the top of you And then, you know, catch you with, like, less numbers in the back. I mean, you watch, you know, I'm totally off-topic, but, like, Arsenal did the same mistake today. They were like, nope, this is what we do. We pass from the back. And they're like, oh, here you go. We just pretty much scored an own goal. Uh, So, they had, City (laughs) has the same arrogance where they're going to do what they do regardless of what happens. They did it against us. They did it against a bunch of games where they, you know, it cost them. So, I I hope they keep doing it. uh, Because I think it will cost them more points down the road being down to pretty much two center backs that are both like error prone, I think will cost them in the long run. Uh, hopefully, you know, they're going to spend a bazillion jazillion if LaPorte is not back in like, you know, uh, uh, in January and sign somebody, but hopefully by then we can, they, you know, they will suffer more of these results where they lose points because yeah, that defense is definitely shaky. So any team that's willing to go at them, um, it is a risky proposition to take because uh, then you can be beat like 6-1 or something like that too. But, you know, roll the dice. What's the point? I mean, I think it's been proven over and over again based on these guys' records that if you just sit back with no pressure at all, then they're going to beat you either way. And yep. they might score six anyway. Uh, so, might as well go out with a fight, but I don't think, you know, and not every manager is in a situation to be able to roll that dice. If your results are shaky, you don't want to slack in my city. Uh, uh, so, I, but you're right; they are definitely, you know, vulnerable in the back. So, I know, man, it's very promising seeing those two guys as centre backs in the back there. I hope other teams can take advantage of it.
0: I think they've been. T- I think both of them have been at the club for all three years, and they played together six times, which tells you how much he rates both of them together um, and what he thinks. I think there's chances there. I think the, the issue is now: they play Watford at home next week, which is. Let's be honest, they should still beat Watford. And then they go to Everton away, which is basically a bye, because they're playing in the sister club. <laughs> um, they're best mates. So, they, they they got a bit of a run-in coming in. I just wanted to have a little uh, chat about the run-in there, Gordo. So, in all seriousness, they got Watford, I suppose, could be a bit buoyed by today's performance. But they do play them at the Etihad. Then they go to Everton. Listen, and I know much, as much as I like to laugh at Everton, it is half-five, it is under the lights at Goodison Park which can be a tough game for anyone if Everton do show up. Everton have got a great home record. Then you play Wolves, who were pretty poor this season. Palace, Villa, Southampton, there's not much. But then, this is the one I want to talk about, really is the one in November, when Laporte is still injured. You go to Liverpool, You play Chelsea, You go to Newcastle, You go to Burnley, then you go to United. And with Laporte out, mate, that's a really couple of hard, hard games coming up for them. I expect them to beat Watford, but Goodison Park will be really tricky.
1: Yeah, I think if you get your job done, you figure out the holes. Because they've got, they've got enough time, really, to to kind of correct these mistakes and figure out a style of play that works for them. Um, and they're sort of afforded these practice games, if you will. I mean, no game, no game in the Premier League is easy, as, as we saw with the Norwich game. Um, but I think there's plenty of time for them to, to get a, a couple of good results under their feet. And really, I, I would say 40% of the game is momentum. And if you take maximum points from here until that, that point in time, I mean, it, it might be a, a system where they're back to their old arrogant self when we play them. Um, but, like, one of the things I think that some of these earlier teams they play will be um, – delighted by is the fact that Norwich had 11 players missing. I know a good chunk of them probably wouldn't have started anyways, but I, if there was like four or five players that definitely would be in the starting lineup if they were all fit. And so for Norwich to not only beat them, but then to beat them, beat them with an extremely depleted side is is something that some of these fitter teams are going to take into consideration and say, well, you know what, like, let's just have a go at it. I think Timusha was right. It's just, go for it because they're going to beat you anyways. You might as well might as well give them a go and see what you can do. But if you lose, if you don't get max points, you lose two, one of these and you maybe tie two of them, And by the time they get to, to Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Newcastle run, I mean, mm-hmm. they complete shambles. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to uh, Chris, I want a quick yes or no answer. Just yes or no. Their next three games, are what for the home? Ever in a way? And wolves are home. Will Man City drop more points? Yes or no?
3: We oui.
0: <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what we it is. <laughs> he fails, doesn't he? I mean Tim, can you say it in Turkish for me? Will he drop my joke? <laughs> I don't know if anyone will understand.
2: But will yeah, there's no subtitles points? on this podcast, so I don't know if that's going to work. But uh, uh, over the next three games you're seeing, we're going to have to so say no.
0: Okay, Watford, then Everton away, and then Wolves we'll go, though. Dropping more points, yes or no?
1: Yeah, I think they'll tie Everton. I think Everton will do one of those things where they shit the bed against everyone else, but they'll, they'll come to play against uh, City. Excuse
0: my heaven, please. Please. I've never said anything bad about you. Please. <laughs> um... <laughs> Actually, we'll a, I won't have a little bit of discussion. I just want to cut a quick, quick shout, out, shout out for, for Everton. Thank you for making my Sunday morning again. What a team they are! A gift that keeps on giving. They go away when they're at home, mates, They look like it, the clown, Pennywise. When they go away, they're like Ronald McDonald, aren't they? Fair play. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do a fucking job away from home. Fair play to them. Couldn't they? Couldn't go and cheat on their wife? They'll get caught playing away. But anyway. Um, We'll move on from Everton, guys. We do have another game coming up on Tuesday. Napoli away, Champions League. Liverpool begin their defence of the Champions League. Away in Naples. Uh, Tim, I'll come to you. Do you care about this game? Because I know that sounds a bit, like, you know, passive maybe. But, literally, if Liverpool win, lose or draw, I think Liverpool will get out this group anyway. It is the toughest game in
2: the group. It'll be lovely to win, but... Do you have the same spark about this game? Not really. Actually, we were talking with Gordon before the podcast. I mean, I feel exactly the same way. It's kind of like almost... The result does not matter as much. I feel like if we take care of business uh, against Salzburg and Gank, which I expect us to do, I mean, these are the two teams that are going to come out of this group, both really solid, good teams. I mean, Napoli is like a really good team. Um, So my only thing is i mean in terms of like you know if we get a loss or whatever uh is the momentum you know like just keep it going and this is how that team all this you know how this team operates in that sense where like you know battle 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 so you don't want like a battle that you won you lost in the middle but heck i mean i remember you know uh listening to club talk about you know the game this same matchup last year uh where we probably played one of our worst games is a game where they learned a lot about themselves. So sometimes those bad games really do, uh, you know, serve as like a learning experience. So not that I want a learning experience, I'm good. Uh, But, um, yeah, I I agree. I don't care as much about the results. Obviously, you want us to win. Uh, The only good thing would be, I mean, if we start hot, you know, if we get an away win, this is obviously the toughest fixture in the group uh by the time you know like the fourth and fifth picture comes up uh we could care even less about the result which means we'd be able to rotate more and like rest more players that would be the only advantage let's lock it away and you know like head over to the next round and instead of saying what we have to go through last year like leading it to the last game kind of keep going at it keep going at it where it kind of kind of wear down the uh the squad overall but yeah I agree. win would be great but i mean i'm not gonna be devastated with a draw or a loss either is kind of like one of those deals.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I couldn't agree more
2: really, I'll come to
0: you. It is, listen, I would love to start with a win, don't get me wrong. It's a horrific place to go. Not in Naples, it's it's a bit boring as well because we played them last year. Um, it would be nice to get got them go and play a team different that we have never played before. Um, we'll go somewhere new. Uh, how are you feeling about this game, mate? You know, Tim's kind of echoing my thoughts, really, where I'm not saying that I don't care, but it's like I'm, I just can't get myself up for this game. when we're gonna beat Genk probably twice and beat Salzburg twice.
1: Yeah, I think uh, my only, my only want for them or or, or need basically is I mean, you imagine going to Napoli and just really spanking them, and then coming back in the weekend beating Chelsea. I mean, that it's just when when you've got. City pretty much on their heels, and if they don't get max points, let's say, uh in, in their midweek game in the Champions League, I mean, you do, you tend to look over your shoulder at, at the teams that you're chasing and, and at the teams that are you're constantly compared to. And so if the Liverpool train just keeps moving, I mean, it could be an unstoppable force. But I think that there is some, some uh like a lesson, like Tamuji was saying about sometimes when you – you do lose those games and that you're not really in. You, you learn more about yourself than, than a win. So, I mean, maybe it, maybe it is a positive thing to lose, but at the same time, I, I like the prospect of winning this, winning the next three, because the next three, I think it's uh, Salzburg, Gank, and then we play Gank again. And then it's Napoli in the end of November, and then we finish with Salzburg in December. So if you can wrap – wrap the group up by you know, the fourth game, then I, I really think that we could go deep again this year in that, that competition. So there's definitely some value in taking all three points. So that's where I'm trying to muster myself up.
0: Yeah, Chris, I'll come to you, mate. I think it's important this year that we wrap it up early. I really do. And it's, I'm not saying there should be no excuse, but, you know, everyone can have an off day and as you could just see with Man City there, you can have an off day and things don't go right. But Liverpool, I want to rest players going into these games. Basically, we're not going to get many rests. We have the Club World Cup coming up. I would like us to go deep in these cup competitions. It might be important to get the three points so we do get those rests. But again, I wouldn't really be bot- not bothered as such, but I wouldn't be as disappointed if Liverpool didn't pick up the three points in tu- on Tuesday. Uh,
3: <clears throat> I-, I don't think I would be disappointed, no. I mean... Uh... Whatever, but uh, I think we're going there to win. Uh, I think I agree. I think, you know, we have an opportunity here. We go there, hardest game of the group, get it won, get it out of the way. And then we have Salzburg, the two gank games, as Gordo said, get it done and dusted, out of the way. So by the time, you know, the other Napoli and the other uh, Salzburg game come, we can rest players. You know, we've got that, that competition coming up. You know, uh, they, they've got a great team. You know, there's no banana, and they run this pretty close last year. Uh, Napoli's actually a bit of a dump. It, uh, yeah. Their stadium apparently is in a bit of a uh, bit of a mess. Apparently, the away teams' uh, changing rooms are, are there's no sinks in them. They're just yes. an absolute mess. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's not it's not a great place to go. Um, so hopefully they'll, they'll hook up with uh, Lucas again, and Lazio will be be there to help us out again. Uh, so that, <laughs> that that will be handy. But uh, yeah. I, I I care about it, you know what I mean, because it's the Champions League, it's our first game back defending our title, uh, It's and it's the hardest game in the group, so it's going to be worth watching. Uh, they've got some great players. Can I just say, uh, mm-hmm. they have the infamous, well, in my world he's infamous, Simone Verdi. We've, we've, <laughs> we've, 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 we've mentioned Mr. Verdi before, I think, uh, or as or an or English translation would be, Simon Green. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and and we go on though it gets better it it gets better than that there's another player at Napoli that has an even better English name
0: <laughs> go on
3: Dries Mertens
0: oh, yes yes of course Mertens yes
3: yeah Dries Mertens translates to <laughs> <laughs> ground left unseated for a year by Martin <laughs> <laughs> ground left
0: unseated for a year by Martin yeah, well, it's, uh, Paul Martin.
3: <laughs> Paul, yeah, uh, yeah. So they've got some interesting players, and not just not just their names, you know. But yeah, they play a style that that they sort of counters ours pretty well. They play, uh, they play two versions of a four-two-two. Uh, they play like a four-four-one-one, and then uh, they're more attacking as a as a, a standard four-four-two, which if anybody knows anything with football tactics, is one of the ones that's very good at neutralizing the four-three-three that we play. Um, but ours has kind of changed a little bit uh, with Bobby dropping deeper, so he kind of falls in and it becomes like a diamond with Vasario and, and Salah moving in, so it becomes a bit better to, uh, to counter the 4-4-2 but yeah, they, they, they've they got an unbelievable just wealth of striking talent, Irving Lozano Insigne, yeah. Mertens uh, yeah, you know, they name a few of those guys uh, and even uh, Ospina has sort of been ousted uh, Merritt has been has stolen the goalkeeper jersey for this season. Apparently, uh, from what I've seen of their games, they've lost two and one one, or they've won two and lost one. They lost the Juve four yeah, um, yeah. three, right at the death. Koulibaly Bali Ongi, you or down. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's a uh, see. yeah. they watched that game.
0: Yeah. And
3: lost it right at the death. Uh, yeah. They they pretty much just walked over Sampdoria 2-0 win, and they beat Fiorentina in a tough game four three. So they, they've had some tough, tough games this season. Three four three, um, yeah, two <laughs> four three. So uh lost four three, So four three. So um, they played that more attacking uh, formation against Sampdoria, but Sampdoria played with the three at the back, so it, it made sense to play the the two up front. But uh yeah, they're they're going to be a tough game, but but I think we want to go and win this, uh, and just stamp our authority on the group. You yeah. know,
0: yeah, I think it's interesting, Tim. I am um, I think the starting eleven's probably it's interesting. Let's say like, um. With the city results, does that kind of change your thinking? Or because we do have Chelsea on Sunday,
2: it might change my thinking, but I don't think it changes clubs' thinking, which is probably the more important one. Um, I think they kind just, of approach this just, game as just a regular okay. Champions League game and go at it. <laughs> just changes the thinking. Very close. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I think you know it's gonna be. But I do expect some changes in that starting 11 like I don't know if, I, I have a feeling we might see Gomez Obviously like handle will come back in the fold and stuff like that, too uh, I think like Milner will be I think we play a more defensive physical solid team uh, And then we kind of like rely on the front three to kind of like create and like get our goals But I think you know, we kind of like keep it more uh, beefy uh, in midfields uh, with like Hando and Milner um and like i say i can see gomez starting at like right back on this one too but um yeah like I say i part of me says yeah it's a good opportunity to maybe like throw shack out there or something like that but i really don't feel like that's how uh the team club and like the squad's mindsets approaches these games the champions league is like a whole different animal for them and it is tuesday so I think that kind of like changes things too. I think it'd be a different ball game if it was like a Wednesday game, for example. Uh, yeah, so I think yeah. they just go out there and do their thing, and we do play really early on Saturday. So I think we go out there with our, you know, what Klopp thinks is the best lineup is, regardless of you know what's coming up next for like the Chelsea game. I don't think that will factor into his starting eleven.
0: Okay, interesting. Um
2: God, I'll come to you, fella.
0: Any um. Any surprises can you see coming up in this uh, starting eleven for the Old Napoli?
1: Uh, no, I, I'm sort of in agreement. I think because it's a Tuesday game and uh, we, we have enough days of rest. I, yeah, I think that you just play, you just go for it. Um, there's a possibility. I, I honestly, I think that Shakiri probably deserves some time, especially for you know uh, negating his. Uh, international duties to keep training. I think that you got to reward players when they do stuff like that. I remember Matip doing it and actually getting booted from the Cameroonian team. So yeah. um, when a player makes that kind of dedication, you, you need to give them minutes. I think it probably will come against the MK Dons, but I mean we could see him start against Napoli. I think that would be definitely rewarding because every player on the squad definitely wants to play Champions League games and and in reality this is a very winnable group so it's possible that that Klopp kind of rotates the squad Uh, I don't I really don't see it happen I think that Klopp just he loves winning and he'll put the best best team out there and you go away to to uh in Napoli and uh you get a result from there I mean that's it says a lot. It reverberates around around not only the Champions League, but around the Premier League as well. So, I think we go for it. Interesting.
0: Uh, just to come to you, mate, um, any names that you can see? I think a Milner gets a start. I think I'm going to call it the Shaq chat from now on because some games I have to see what he got. Surely he has to get a start, but he still hasn't got a start. So, I'm going to have my little Shaq chat every week um, until he gets a start and I might leave it alone. Um, when <laughs> I played a lot of minutes in internationals, he also played a full 90 against Newcastle. It wasn't a full 90? I can't even remember. Yeah, it
3: was. No, no, he, no, he came off. No, he came off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's played a lot of football. Can you see anything that, um, might surprise you or like any kind of changes from the team from Newcastle?
3: Uh, not really, not really. I don't think so. Uh, front three strays to the same. Uh, if anything changes. Maybe uh, Mane for Shaq, uh, just, a, just uh, to throw that one out there maybe. Uh, uh, possibly Gomez for Trent, maybe play that where he plays that sort of um, asymmetric back four where it allows Robbo to fly forward and, and, and Gomez kind of slots in and they go into like a back three defensively uh, yeah. because we're playing away. Uh, so <clears throat> that kind of makes sense for that game. But no, I, I don't I don't think there'll be much in the way of surprises. I don't see any shocks. I don't see Milner getting the start actually. Uh, oh
1: well,
3: wow. okay. Yeah, I think pro- probably uh, Genie, Hendo, Fabs. I think that's very quickly becoming our our preferred three. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably the way it's going to go.
0: I'm going to. Um, I think my midfield. I think the back four will stay the same. I think the front three stay the same. I'm going to say it's going to be Henderson. I'm gonna go Milner, and I'm gonna go Shaq. Oh, okay. I do think Shaq's gonna to have to get a game soon. Um, the only issue is, is that he do, the Fabinho situation really rings to me, man. He loves Fabinho you know, in the number six. I don't think he likes Henderson there anymore. I think no. he'd rather play with them there if he had to, um, yeah, over Henderson right now. Which kind of does change me thinking a little bit. You know what? I'm gonna go Fabinho, Henderson, and Milner. Um. Tim, I'll come to you, mate. What's your uh, midfield free for
2: this game? Uh, I actually like yours with Shakir in there, but, you know, I that kind of like, yeah, the defensive midfield, I don't think we want to handle it anymore. I think we start uh, with Fab, Ando, and Milner. Mm. Uh, and remember. then, you know, like Genie gets the, I guess, the odd one out. Kind of, I feel like... Uh, just by like pass you always you know like miller coming in getting those like 15 20 minutes in that last game i always see that with Klopp as like a precursor for like the next game where you know that person usually ends up starting uh especially in midfield if you look in like you know some of the past games so uh i see him getting the starts and i do see gomez starting at like uh right back and then our front three um because I think you do need Fab in there for defensive midfield. I I do like your concept of, though, like switching Genie for Fab. But I think we do start with Fabinho out there.
0: Okay, go on. Yeah. Along. Interesting. Um, what do you reckon, God?
1: Uh, Yeah, I can't see Muller going to start either. I think that uh, – I think the game's a little – well, maybe – I mean, he might want to play a little bit more defensively. There's a possibility you get to start maybe Fabinho and Milner sort of play side-by-side side and, and, I mean, one of them off, off each other's shoulder with Henderson going up up top or in, in that triangle. But I don't know. I'm with you. I think Shakiri needs needs the – I'm kind of sympathetic towards that. And like I had mentioned before, I think when a player um, negates his international duty to focus on training with the team, I think that you need to reward that. And here's a game – that's that's a good reward for it. I think maybe I'll say Shaq Henderson and uh Fabinho. Mm. Okay, awesome stuff. So
0: I think we'll kind of leave it there, really, guys. Is there any other little business that we want to have a little chat about?
2: <sighs> Nothing specific on my end. I mean, let's get like a good result to get things going. And win would be awesome. I mean, it would just add to the momentum. Uh, and get us even more freaking excited than we already are. But uh, just keep going, and then you know, head over to Chelsea next one and done game at a time. Yeah.
3: Um, can we shout out? Can we just good. shout out? Uh, Sadio Mane being the first player in the Premier League era to be fifty yeah, games on being at home.
0: Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? What a ridiculous staff, Like three years. Isn't it? That's, that's <laughs> well, actually... some
3: players in our team have never lost a game at Anfield.
0: That's ridiculous. I have never no lost. I haven't played. Clean as well. But uh, no, fair play. Had the old unbelievable. Um, what a team we are, like, guys! What a team we are. So, um, like, share, and subscribe, guys. All that fun stuff and that palaver. Um, get involved. LFC with America <laughs> on uh, LFC America. Thank you, uh, Chris, because, you know, the name changed and all that changed. But it's good. It's LFC America, guys. Get involved. Join the group. Bit of like-hearted banter. Um, it's all fun, guys. It's all we're meant de- to be, definitely a be se- fun. We'd
3: definitely be seven points clear. We'd definitely <laughs> be seven <laughs> points clear. We'd be seven points
0: clear if Allison was fit, guys. But it's all a bit of yeah, fun. Well. <laughs> cool.
3: Yeah.
0: It's, you know, that's what it's meant to be. It's all a bit of fun. Get involved. It's like-minded Reds, all from the USA some from Turkey, some from Liverpool, some from Ireland. Um, we all get involved, have a chat. If you like what we do, let us know. If you don't like what we do, say, listen, you talk too quick. I don't <laughs> understand a word he says. Who's that Paddy fella from Chris's name is? I don't know who he is. Hey, can Who's we get scouting? one of those people?
3: If, we, yeah. if we're if putting this out on YouTube, can we get one of those people that does sign language? They like you they yeah. have festivals? We'll put a little guy in the corner for you so you yeah. can
0: actually understand what we're saying. <laughs> I'll put an American translator in for you. So what we were meant to say was this. Oh my yeah. God, guys, the Liverpool play really well. But um, no, as I say, get involved. It's LFC American on Facebook. American Scouser, give us all uh, a like, share and subscribe and all that jazz. Liverpool are now 14 games winning streak by winning, scoring two or more goals in a game. We are the best team in Europe. We are top of the league by five points. It should be seven. We are about to start... <laughs> our UEFA Champions League defence against Napoli on Tuesday. There's no better time than being a red. Keep on being unbearable, lads. See you later.
3: Oh, it is yeah. Uh-huh.